you're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. Well, good morning, everyone. Wonderful to see you this morning. Great to see you. Um, I want to say thank you to all those who are going to be serving on teams this evening. Um, can you give them a round of applause? I think we've got about 100, 100 of you serving on teams, and events like this don't happen without um, people like you serving. So it's just absolutely wonderful. We're in a series called Making Room, and I'm going to share just for a little bit, and then uh, Ed is going to come and share with us, and then Josh is going to share, and then we'll finish with some communion and some some worship. So I want to encourage all of you to get up to speed, to go on our podcasts and, and to listen to all our talks. And uh, Last week we were thrilled to formally announce that in three months time, February 2024, we'll be adding a third service to our Sunday gatherings. And uh, this is a response to the growth that we're seeing. We're, God is initiating it and we're just responding in faith to, uh, to what he's doing among us. And so um, the, the times of the three services are going to be 9.30, 11.15, and 6 p.m. So really, really exciting all that God is doing with us. Uh, the 6 p.m. will continue to be in term time. Uh, so that works out about seven months of the, of the year. And uh, we'll continue with that. There'll be kids and youth uh, at both the uh, two services in the morning. There'll be a repeat for adults, kids, and youth. And uh, this week, um, if we've recovered from the bonfire night, we will be sending a a survey uh, around the church uh, to try and help us work out roughly which service you will be attending. And uh, and with that will be a couple of other questions that will just help us. This primarily is a gift to... Uh, to Rachel and the team with Kids Church and Youth Church, uh, just working out in terms of leaders, teams, safeguarding ratio. So if we could please respond to that survey, uh, that would be fantastic. Um, This is a a wonderful thing as we respond to the Lord's leading among us and the grace that he is uh, working in and through us as People are coming here and finding home here at the whole Vineyard Church. And so primarily, what are we doing? We're we're making room. We're creating space so that more people can come. And week by week, and some of these stories uh, you can tell later, and I I can't tell them even today, but just in this last week, some of the stories are so powerful, so beautiful, what God is doing in our community. And just literally, Jesus is changing and transforming people's lives from the inside out amazing stories and as we and that's because we've created room and as we create more room can I just say church that all that we see among us is just the beginning okay you know the city carols is great but I think we'll probably have to book it again next year just for our church and then what's the I keep getting it wrong it was the bonus arena what's it called now connection have I said that right okay maybe not uh, that big thing in the city centre, which is, I think, three and a half thousand seater. Originally, I, I, I was going to book that, 
and uh, it's quite expensive and I just felt with everything going on, the cost of living crisis, that we'd start with the City Hall. But I think we're, I'm aiming for that 2025. Okay, so put that in your diary. And, um, and so, you know, God is so inconvenient. Can I just say that? I was just walking towards Primark and I felt like the Holy Spirit just whisper, you're going you're gonna to fill that place. And I'm like, I'm, I'm having a day off. You know, that's taught to me on my day off. It's a Friday. <laughs> I'm going to Primark. But anyway, there we go. And, uh, and so uh, it's God's sense of humor. And so, but he just drops things in our hearts and look what he is doing among us. So I'm really excited for the next chapter for us as a church that many, many more people will find Jesus and how wonderful that over 3,000 people from our community will be here tonight and to see a church. And so last week I unpacked more of the vision, kind of the why we're making room. And uh, this morning, just practically, I want to respond to some of the, the what's. And so what I did is I created some of the questions. If I was you, uh, sat where you are, and I have some questions for me and my family, then here's a few things that um, I, I jotted down. And we're working through, we've got three months to uh, iron out the creases, to work on the detail. And we've done a lot of work behind the scenes. We've been working hard at this for over six months uh, with uh, staff and teams and various other people. So the first question uh, I thought to myself is, will the feel of our Sunday services be different? Will the feel of our Sunday services be different? And I think it's really important to say to you that we want to retain those things that are the main and plain, front and center, the, the things that really are of high value to us, the things that are precious to us in our Sunday gatherings. Okay? And so um, they're essentially four things. Worship, highest priority. I think God is saying and speaking to us actually about worship. I could feel it this morning. Just, we know, and I'll unpack this probably the new year a little bit, worship is our whole lives, okay? It's giving our whole lives over to God because he is worthy. He is worthy of our everything. Um, but in our gathered, uh, communal, sung response to how good he is, we sing songs. And such a beautiful, pre- I, you know, I, I was just, I, talk, I was talking to Josh saying, can we extend the worship this morning? <laughs> you know, how can I get out of speaking and just let's just worship for the rest of the morning? That's, you know, I just, Jesus is everything. He is who we're here for. We're here for nothing else but him. And so we're so caught up with him. We're so in love with him. We're so passionate by him and all that he's done for us. And so um, we don't want to uh, water down or, or filter down in, in any way our sung worship. Ministry is really important. The ministry and the presence of the Holy Spirit and that people encounter him throughout the whole service but also have time to respond and to have prayer and to see what God is saying to us. The teaching of God's word never have we needed in the time that we're in the centrality of God's word. I've worked really hard to, to spend time on this series because um, I want every single person to be on this journey with us. I don't want anyone to miss out. We all respond to change in different ways. And so it's really important that we take the five weeks that we're taking over this series that everybody feels that 
they've digested what God may be saying to us uh, as a church. But I do miss just being in, in the Bible and just being in books of the Bible and working through the verses and the chapters because that's how God speaks. That is our plumb line. That is our daily bread, his word. And how do we create a hunger for God's word? We do that by teaching God's word in our, in our church and in our community and in our culture. And never before have we needed the centrality of God's word. And in a, in a world of relativism where there's multiple, in inverted commas, truths out there and how we feel and, and Sarah Coop and Josh uh, last Sunday evening did a great job on this about, you know, in terms of our tough question, good question series. Um, can I trust my feelings? And, and, and for, for many of us, our truth is our feelings, but that's just not discipleship. That's not how God wants us to live our lives. That there is an absolute truth, and it's based in the Bible. And we're completely in utterly, unashamedly, unapologetically I'm going to talk about that, is that we will not move with the times, we will not move with the culture, that what God said 2,000 years ago still works today. And everything will fade, everything will pass. Seasons come, seasons go, people come, people go, churches come, churches go, kingdoms come, kingdoms go. But God's word remains. And everything we say, even in our, in our best guess, even prophetically, um, do you know what? That always has to line up with God's word. And so uh, I can't wait. Uh, we've got some, we're going to go through some books of the Bible next year, and I'm really excited to dig into the text again. And then finally, community, just being together, being the church, being family, being home, sharing with each other, sharing our burdens, just sharing life. It's really, really important. So they're, they're the things that we will not lose from our Sunday gathering. So with some gentle trimming, that's the best way I can put it, gentle trimming, none of those things will be affected. And um, we think with a more disciplined eye on the clock, we can trim maybe 20 minutes off our morning services. And so that's through making our sermons, you'd be glad to know, a little bit more punchy and concise. Uh, I'm very good at waffling. It's a spiritual gift that I have. And, uh, and our notices as well, less envisioning. We're, gonna, we're already looking at how we can communicate well uh, through various means and forms about what's going on in the life of the church without using uh, kind of notices as an envisioning point, but just really as here's a couple of things that are happening in the life of the church. And then we're also um, getting an enabling team uh, trained at the moment. And this will, at the end of the, the formal service, will have people who are trained to pray for you. And uh, that will work out somewhere probably at the back of the auditorium where people can have a, a bit more focused prayer for whatever you're going through. Um, if you need healing, freedom in an area, just someone who's just to pray with you, stand with you, weep with you. That's what we're here for as family. The second question is, what about connecting with people? So you may think, well, look... Um, with there being two services in the morning, I'm, I, I won't obviously see everyone. And, and uh, I, I think that's something that we just need to maybe think, take a step back maybe from the emotion of that and think uh, through those things objectively. So um, there will be three moments uh, to kind of gather for, for coffee and to, to connect with people. So before the 9.30, there'll be a, 
coffee and tea available. After the 11.15, there'll be time to gather. But most importantly, this is what we want to encourage you to do, is that um, after the 9.30 and before the 11.15, there will be at least half an hour for us to connect. And so we want to encourage you to, if you come to the first service, to stay on. And for those of you who want to come to the second service, to come early. Now the reality is, is that none of us will probably do that. Because we'll just turn up at two minutes before we start, just like usual. Uh, and so that's the reality, and that's absolutely fine. But can I encourage you to kind of um, to think about being a blessing to somebody else? Um, the, you know, the greatest gift on a Sunday is yourself to another. If you're missing, then somebody else, I believe, is missing out. And so actually, uh, God may be speaking to you and you have a timely prophetic word for someone or just to give someone a hug or just connect with someone. Say, so we're, we're so thrilled you're here. That's why in Hebrews it says, you know, don't give up in the habit of being together. Because the greatest encouragement and the testimony and witness to the resurrected Christ is you and I being here on a Sunday together like this. That we get to look at each other and go, after the week you've had and after the week I've had, we made it. And I'm still here and I'm still alive and Jesus is still on the throne. And what a beautiful thing. We can sing together, we can pray together, we can be under God's word together, we can hear God together collectively. But the grace encouragement, you are trophies of grace. If you just come here this morning and everything within you didn't want to come this morning, you are a trophy of grace. You're a trophy of grace. Well done. That is what I call spiritual victory. People talk about victory in the, in the Christian faith as, as, a, as prosperity or those kind of things. But victory is actually when you've had the worst week on earth and you made it to church. When the kids are going crazy and you still got through the doors and you're still here to worship Jesus. Let's celebrate that as a family. Just being together. And so, uh, can I encourage you to, uh, in that half an hour time at the cafe, cafe, is to come, is to stay late after the first one, or come early. Or um, another way to look at it is to, is to attend one and serve another. And that's a great opportunity, again, to connect with people who you may be missing. Finally, on that next year... Uh, we will especially be uh, working hard to create environments for connection and community outside of a Sunday. So, of course, we have lots of things going on. We have home groups, we have our gatherings, we have our prayer gatherings, ministries, but we're going to be uh, pressing on the pedal again of, of, of the men of the church being together, women of the church being together, courses, mentoring, conferences, so many different things of where we can have connection community and relationship and it doesn't just have to be on a Sunday it can be in the rest of the week and Joni and I have been at Cliff Bible College just on the other side of Sheffield in P District this week and we've been talking to the team there about uh, over the next two years hiring that place over a variety of weekends for a variety of gatherings for us as a church to connect and so really really excited about that and we'll update you more with that in the new year. Um, you may think, okay, well, if I stay late and people come early, 
uh, for, the, for the second service, won't it get pretty hectic again? Yes. We're going to work really hard on creating some spaces. We do have ideas in terms of uh, traffic flow. Uh, and also on the car park, we'll have a, a system that will be fantastic. And then I mentioned, I think it was last week, that we've been given K3, the car park there next to the police station, uh, which is extra parking for us. But we've got ideas for uh, having a permanent marquee that's heated also near the, uh, the, the doors over there in the cafe. Um, if we get too full again in, in the cafe that we have there. So lots of ideas. We've got plan A's, B's, C's, D's, everything. So um, we will adjust as we flow. The third question is how do we ensure we don't have one large service and one small service? Um, the truth is we can't control that. Uh, we, may, we may have this again at one service and one person, me, at the other service. <laughs> which is fine because I've always wanted to lead worship again. I'm very good with four chords. So I'll have a great time if no one else will. And the reality is, is that we're creating space to create space to fill again. In, in many respects, it's kind of like church planting. Uh, but I don't think that will happen because... Um, most of the case studies we've looked at and we've talked to other churches and other vineyards around the country who have done this, it doesn't tend to happen. You may have a 60-40 split, but it tends to be pretty uh, even. You have the freedom to choose. Um, and uh, for some, you may want to come and uh, come early and then be out of here by quarter to 11. And as I said last week, I'm off to, I'm off to Bridlington for the day. Fantastic. Get the whole day just to do something else. And that will be a gift to you. For others, you'll want that lie-in that you've been desperate for. And so you'll get to come to church a little bit later. And as I said um, last week, if we feel that we need to adjust the times, maybe put a 9.15 or an 11.30, we can uh, do that. Again, the survey will help us. That's why it's really important that you fill that in. Um, Again, that is why we're also doing a full program for kids and youth, exactly the same. And um, I think also talking to a number, even my friends, who may uh, have kids who go do swimming lessons, there's sport that happens on a Sunday. And so, again, giving a couple of options on a morning, I think, will be helpful in terms of people's lifestyles. Fourthly, do we have everything that we need in order to do this? I would say that we, we do. Uh, but we're probably about 90% there, but we need the willingness of the church to step up to the challenge. We need your willingness to step up to the challenge. So mainly in terms of our need, it comes down to people and to team and to serving. Um, There are some costs um, to to do this uh, financially in terms of infrastructure, staffing, Uh, and some adjustments that we'd like to take, but we're going to be talking a bit about that next week. Um, And so we want to do things really, really well. Um, Here's the main point I want to say. We do not want to be overworking people. It's really important. Um, My team would hopefully tell you this, I hope they'd tell you this, is that for Joni and I, what is absolutely a priority for us Jesus? (laughs) That might be, shut up, John. Uh, Ed and Josh need to come up. I don't know. But I'm on a a roll now. Um, Well-being, emotional health of leaders is absolutely paramount. 
Two reasons why we know now this is, two or three reasons we now know this is really important. COVID taught us some lessons, some redemptive lessons that being busy for busy's sake is just not good. That what Jesus is after is fruitfulness. And actually doing just a few things really, really well is a gift. Secondly, Joni and I, if you may be caught up with our story, is that we had three months, uh, we had a sabbatical for three months due to burnout. It was my burnout. And uh, Joni helped me uh, through that. And uh, I learned a lot of lessons through that. And I, I never want to go through uh, that again, go to those places again. I spend many weeks helping other pastors not repeat the mistakes that I made. And so not being overworked is really, really important. Hard work, good stress is all positive. Okay, so we're to work hard. The Bible's really clear on that. But we're to have good margin. We're to commit to having a healthy soul, healthy emotions, be healthy mentally, healthy in our bodies. It's absolutely priority in terms of our spiritual life and dynamic. So um, in terms of serving... Uh, we would like a whole new batch of people to be serving. And uh, what we'd love is that every single person in the church commits to one serving um, rotor, if you like, once a month. That's all. Just to be part of the family, just to um, contribute once a month. If you could serve on one of our teams, that would be amazing. Currently, for just a morning service, there are about 50 people who serve to make our um, our Sunday morning happen per week. Okay, so maybe a couple of hundred over a month. And there are currently over a hundred in our home groups alone of people who don't right now serve on a Sunday. So this is a great opportunity to get involved and serve, not uh, make someone do another, uh, another shift and, you know, someone said to me last week, I can't remember, but they said, you know, can we serve as much as one? I'm like, yeah, you can. Of course you can. That's fantastic. But we'd really like every single person to play their part and to at least commit to doing um, a serving slot once a month. So the dream would be another 20 people roughly to serve per week. So that's 80 people over the month to make the second morning service happen, the third service happen really, really well so we're not burning people out. So uh, on your seats, again, you have a card uh, with a pen. Uh, if you could just quickly take 10 seconds, ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? And I'm sure he'll say, fill it in. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Um, just a guess. So, <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, those of you who are serving, we hope that you'll continue, but of course you'll need to decide which service you'll be at, and then you'll have communication with your team leaders, and they'll be able to work out uh, which service uh, you will, um, in terms of their teams. Again, the survey will help with that. Um, I think I'm just going to finish with this one diagram, and then I'll have uh, Ed up. Is a slide somewhere? Health, growth, change. It's coming, okay. Help. There we go. Thanks, guys. Um, 
maybe obey gods with an E just for future reference. <laughs> I was on holiday this week. Um, health. Our focus as a church, you, you've heard me mention some statistics, some numbers that were averaging about 500 this last month on a Sunday. Can I just make it really clear in case you don't think that's, uh, you don't think this. Numbers are about people. Numbers are really not that important. And churches obsess about numbers. And we, we, we're never going to be that church. But numbers represent people. And we're here to love and serve people. What we are focused on is health. And our, our, our focus next year is going to be on what does it mean to be a healthy home. And so we're going to be looking at things like healthy leadership. Guys, we need healthy leadership in today's world. The, the church and their leaders are blowing up left, right, and center throughout the, throughout the earth. So we need to have the foundation, right, of our home, which is what does it mean to be a healthy leader? What does it mean to be a healthy family, have healthy relationships, particularly healthy singleness in our day and age, healthy marriages, a healthy sex life. These are some of the things that we're going to be looking at next year. What does it mean to have uh, and be a healthy home? So we're going to be focused on health. And when you focus on health, you get growth. And with growth, you always have to have change, which is why we're communicating. There's some change to our structure. With change always comes a challenge. So some of you will feel a sense of challenge and discomfort and an inconvenience, and we looked at that with the, the lobster illustration last week, and I hope that was helpful to you. At the point of challenge, you have a couple of choices. You can either opt out and say, I'm done. It's too much for me, which is fine. Or obey God with an E. How's that changed? That's amazing. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I feel I'm having an hour-body experience. That's, am I actually here? Obey God with an E. <laughs> Mad. So anyway, um, a chance to obey God. And that leads, of course, when we walk in obedience, always leads to greater health. And then our whole, all our lives are like this. Church life, personal life, relationally. This is how life looks like in the kingdom. Um, it, it is a challenge. And if you don't believe me, Look at the Apostle Paul, just going to read a few verses, 2 Corinthians 11. It says, I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I've labored, toiled, I've gone without sleep. I've known hunger, thirst, I've gone often without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? But if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness, which is healthy leadership. The God and Father, Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. So that's the CV of the Apostle Paul. That's what he did on his Sabbath rest. 
And so, church, we're never going to be escape persecution or challenge or trial or pain or suffering. The, the only difference between Christians and people who don't follow Jesus is that Christians have Jesus with them in the trial. But none of us are exempt from this stuff. So we will face discomfort, but I encourage you to embrace it. And it says in, in James 1, count it pure joy, pure joy when you encounter these trials because it's all about perseverance and then character and maturity. And Jesus is so interested in you and your growth, your discipleship and your heart and your maturity more than anything else. And often he'll do crazy things in our circumstances to get to that point where we learn the lesson. But it's all about health. He's getting you to a healthy place. Anyway, I've talked too long. I'm so sorry. I'll have to fix this for February. Ed, come and have your 90 seconds. <laughs> was nine minutes, I'm sorry. You just think on your feet, that'd be great. I'm joking, it wasn't nine minutes. Really. Well, good morning. Um, so in a moment after I've done, we're going to hear from Josh about kids and youth ministries. Um, but I'm here to talk about the rest of our Sunday teams. Um, it was only after John asked me to share about our Sunday teams that I realised I've had the privilege of serving on nearly all of them, with the exception of the worship band, which isn't where my gifting lies. Um, but that's what it is, is a privilege to serve. So here's the elevator pitch, the one sec- sentence why. We're adding an extra service, we're making room for more, and we need everyone in our family here to get involved. As we make room, we need the people that are here and who have found home to kind of get involved and cultivate a radical welcome for those who are yet to find it. But the elevator pitch would be selling the vision short. Our vision is for so much more. Making room is about creating space for new people, yes. But it's also about about creating space to equip every single person here, not just to spectate, but to participate in what God is doing in our church and in our community. Joining a team is so much more than filling a rotor space. It's stepping into God's story by embodying the heart of Jesus, which is to serve, and what a privilege that is. If we want our church to be a place where people come to experience home, a welcome, an environment that imparts dignity and value, beauty and creativity, compassion and healing, we need to make room for everyone to play their part. Imagine what could happen if everyone in this family, all the different cultures, the stories, the histories, all the different gifts, callings and personalities, Imagine if everyone who calls Hull Vineyard home said, I want to offer what God has given me to bless this city and bring heaven to earth. Imagine what could happen. I know there are many of us here that are just waiting to be asked. That was me. So here it is. Would you consider joining in? Consider playing your part. You're valuable. You're needed. You bring something to the table that nobody else does. So we'd love to encourage everyone that calls this place home to serve at one service, one Sunday, once a month. That's it, just one service, one Sunday, once a month. It's not a lot. If you're new to church and we've never met, there's a place for you. You can immediately join the car parking team, the welcome team or the cafe team. Everyone can start there. Or maybe you've been here a while and not get involved yet. Now is the time. 
Maybe you have specific gifts and passions that God has placed on you. You're an excellent musician, you're passionate about sound or media, or you're a professional barista. There's room for you. Would you love to get involved, join a team, and step into God's story? Going to three services is an incredible opportunity to make room for people that have never served before to find a place to contribute, to give, others, to give themselves to others, to love and bless those around them, to sacrifice a bit of time and energy in order to build God's house here in Hull. There are lots of people in this room who haven't yet found their place here. Joining a team is one of the best ways that you can call this place home and become part of something bigger than yourself. So today I invite you to grab the Serve Home card on your chair and consider joining a team. Thanks. Come on, Josh. Amen. Stunning. This morning, I, I am Rachel. Uh, Rachel, sadly, is poorly, um, so we're praying for you, Rach. Um, I'd love to share some uh, really exciting updates and news uh, about our kids and youth ministries. The, the, the amazing thing is that the favor of the Lord is on our kids and youth ministries, and they are multiplying and growing and flourishing. Uh, it's causing Rach in particular and the team um, some logistical headaches, uh, but they're amazing problems to have. Let me give you some stats um, Pre-COVID, in 2019, we had 73 kids and youth on the books. January 2023, we had 175. November 2023, we had 222. Isn't that amazing? And uh, they, they obviously don't come all every single week. If they did, um, it would definitely be a problem. But we have regularly over 100, and kid, 100 kids and youth at our morning service and uh, 40 to 50 youth at our Friday night gatherings. So good. Um, and this is one of the major reasons why we need to introduce a third service to make room for more, particularly in the area of kids and youth. Now, let me give you a stat about kids team. In January 2023, at the start of this year, we had, there were 48 people on kids team. November 2023, we now have 69 um, including those currently going through the DBS and train, safeguarding training um, stuff. So we've been intentionally growing the team in order to get ready for the third service, uh, but we do need some more. We actually need a minimum of 12 more um, before we go live in February. We have 11 on the youth team, but we would love another four. So let me, that's kind of some numbers and some stats. Let me share a little bit of heart. Um, if you've ever been to one of our dedication services, you'll know that the parents make promises. But you'll also know that uh, the church as a family make promises. We make a promise to be part of raising the kids in our community, raising sons and daughters in this house. It's so important that we view the children and young people as family. And a whole church responsibility, whether it is through serving on kids' team or befriending families or committing to regularly pray for our children. You know that famous proverb which says it, it takes a village to raise a child. It's so true. It's so true. And whole vineyard church being home means being family and everyone pitching in to help raise the next generation of world changers. Holding your church being home as well means, and a family means that we don't use the word kids work and kids, uh, youth work. Um, those, of you, those of you that have been around Rach and the team and, and us on staff, you'll know that we don't like that phrase. 
We appreciate it. It is hard work at times, um, but we don't see them as work. We don't want children to come to church thinking, oh, I am work today. Um, Work can and should be positive, but actually in this context, it carries a negative connotation, a duty rather than a delight, something to get through and be endured. We are actually providing church for our kids and young people. And what happens in their groups through there this morning is no less important uh, than what happens in the adult service. We cherish each and every one of them, and it's our desire that we can play a fundamental, significant part in introducing them to Jesus and forming strong foundations for their life ahead. That's not to say that being on kids and youth team isn't challenging and requires dedication and energy. It definitely does. Um, However, as with most ministries in our church, the commitment we are asking for is really to be willing to serve, as Ed said, one service, one Sunday, once a month, or just a maybe Friday night if you want to be on youth team. We know, don't we, that childhood and through the early teenage years is the most effective window for people responding to the gospel. Recent studies showed that 80% of people receive Christ between the ages of 4 and 14. So huge. I've got a daughter, Ivy, and there's nothing I want more for her than to come to know Jesus, come to discover who she is in Christ, come to become awake to his voice and step into the kingdom life. If she did nothing else in her life apart from come to know Jesus and give everything to him, that's all I want. We believe that from the age of two, children should be equipped to heal the sick and share Jesus with their friends and discover who they are. Let me end with a vision that we got from another vineyard pastor, but it sums up our heart. It says this, in our children's ministry, there are doctors, there are teachers, there are politicians, there are rock stars, there are journalists, there are pastors. Obviously, none of them are working in those jobs right now because their average age is seven. But isn't it amazing to think about where these children are going to go? And our job is to, every single one of these children, introduce them to Jesus and then bring them week by week into the presence of God and introduce them to the power of God so that when they are becoming everything God has called them to be, they're not only on fire for Jesus when they're children, but they are burning for Jesus in the places of influence where they grow up. So we've been praying and thinking. We obviously don't want just anyone to join our children's ministry because it's way too important for that. But we've been praying, fasting, and seeking the Lord. And we were wondering if you would consider serving in our children's ministry. If you are here this morning and you feel a stirring, a burning, like I need to get involved. I've been sat on the sidelines way too long. I'm passionate about seeing children raised up to be all they're called to be. We would love for you to go on the journey of joining our kids and youth ministries. So you can speak to some of the team that are out there, some of our welcome team, let them know that you're interested, or you can ping us an email, hello at wholevineyard.co.uk. We want to build the team ready for the third service. Isn't that exciting? So, so exciting. And on that, uh, we have a family Christmas service on the 17th of December, and we are going to be on that day trialing our two morning services We're expecting huge numbers for our family Christmas service, so we're going to do two in the morning. We think people are coming mainly for the real-life reindeer, 
and Mr. and Mrs. Claus, um, but it's going to be a brilliant morning, so get ready for that. Thank you for listening to the Hall Vineyard Podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church. Go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.